Good evening, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. We're just doing some last minute stuff because I had a whole bunch of baby stuff spread out all over the bed because today is the day that I am washing all the clothes before we go into the hospital in a couple weeks. And we have a little fresh patch for Dot and she just used it on her own for the very first time. So we got to congratulate her for that and give her a treat for that. Hello, Martin, Lori, Weesper. Appreciate you guys. Zarenko. Here's Dip, who deserves more airtime. I agree. He's my favorite cat. Best cat in the world. No. <laughs> He's all yours. Thanks, babe. Um, we are going to talk today about Hunter Biden because we can't avoid it any longer. I've been kind of avoiding it because um, I feel like we just go over the same things again and again with him. I feel like we're not getting anywhere or getting anything done. But they did have a breakthrough, so I'm excited to talk about that for sure. They actually have the smoking gun, the bank records, and Hunter Biden is suing Rudy Giuliani for what he calls hacking. There's Dot's beat. She loves to roll on the bed after we make it. She's very helpful. <laughs> they actually both, huh? Yes, he was haxing, yeah. Um, and apparently that means that the laptop that they had was, in fact, Hunter's. So that's fun, too. Um, that's really awesome stuff. So we are going to get into that, see if it actually means anything or not. I have no idea. We'll see what happens. The Hunter, or, or the uh, Biden administration, has a new strategy for trying to keep Joe from falling over. Um, the Babylon Bee had a piece about how they were just going to put him onto a... Uh, hand cart and roll them around from place to place and I'm starting to think that's what they're going to be doing um, and that would be a lot more successful than what they have been doing so we'll get into that uh, what else do we have oh yeah after BLM protests they started hiring a lot more what they call not me what they call people of color um, I personally don't like that term because it harks back to the Civil War era expression colored people and I have never liked that because it has such a derogatory connotation and actually does. Like, it actually has a bad connotation from historical context. So, we'll see what they have to say about that. They apparently hired 96% minority applicants. And I have a serious issue with that. I'm going to wipe my camera. It's going to look horrible for just a second. But I need to do it because I think that's why we have this glow over here from this lamp. So, whoop. Hey, that's better. Wonderful. Yeah, whenever I get that kind of glow. I know that it's because something's on my camera, but let's hop right into it from James Comer himself. Breaking. I just subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Beijing in 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president. Biden's Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both money wires from China. And I am no lawyer, but this to me looks like the smoking gun that the Democrats kept telling us that we didn't have. So I, for one, am delighted for this development. I'm very excited. I don't think that the Democrats are going to view this as any kind of, you know, obstruction to their plan for a total world domination or whatever it is in any case. But we <laughs> will see what they have to say about this. Comer reveals wires from China have Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address. So that puts Joe Biden directly linked to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden directly linked to bribes from China. 
So, it did indeed imp- improve the pe- quality of the picture quite a lot. I'd been wanting to wipe it for a really long time and hadn't actually had like a piece of tissue to do it with. And every time I sat down, I would of course forget until I was talking. So, House of Committee, House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer today announced the House Oversight Committee subpoena and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from the Chinese president. Uh, Chinese nationals, including Jonathan Lee, in July and August 2019, when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware, a home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. This is the bank information they kept saying we didn't have. They said they want to see the link between what Hunter did and what Joe did, etc. And they're like, well, this would be such a shame if Hunter were running for office. Well, Hunter didn't need to be the one running for office He just needed to be linked to the man running for office. Bank records don't lie, but President Joe Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told the Americans, told Americans that his family never received money for China. We've already proved that to be a lie. We've already proved that to be a lie earlier this year. And now we know that two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address where he was running for president of the United States. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke on the phone and had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing and later wrote a college letter recommendation for his children, said Chairman Comer. I believe that was his daughter. Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gain threatens our national security. What did the Bidens do with this money from Beijing? Americans demand and deserve accountability for President Biden and the first family's corruption. The Oversight Committee, along with the Judiciary and Ways and Means Committee, will continue to follow the evidence and money to provide transparency and accountability. Now, I'm curious what the Democrat response is going to be. So we're going to look at some of these comments because I'm sure there are people snapping back about this already. Are you sure it's not your own pregnant glow, Lydia? No, it's not because when I wipe the camera, it goes away. And I don't think that would be the case if it were my glow. Not glowing at all, by the way. (laughs) Not at all. Um, Biden's abuse of public office, right? Elon Musk says, wow. And I said, there it is. It sure is. No evidence, says Razor, but he crossed out. No, the Biden crime family. Interesting. Oh, yeah, this guy goes crazy with the memes every time. I muted him for a while because just so many memes. I'm like, why? All this made possible by me and my excellent undercover work. Thanks, Burt Macklin. Uh, Talking about McCarthy. Not interested in McCarthy. Wired with love, no less. Interesting. Look out, Hunter will sue you. Jim points out, I guess Trump is getting raided tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, because it's true. Anytime a Trump indictment is in the news, um, all the attention is on Trump. Anytime a Trump indictment is not in the news, um, we get nothing. Holy smokes, is getting hot. I don't see. Don't worry, everyone. Nothing will come of this. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing to see here. Yeah, so I don't see a lot of pushback yet, but I'm really curious um, what the Democrat case is going to be. I think it's going to be something like he has to be wearing a trench coat. He has to be actually receiving this. You know, he has to be depositing himself. He has to be putting the receipt from the ATM deposit in his trench coat pocket. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. When are y'all going to stop tweeting and actually do something? James Comer has been doing something. James Comer has been working incredibly hard on this. The reason we have any of this information in the first place is because of James Comer and the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. So 
I get really tired of people who are like, when are you going to do something about this? This is doing something, okay? Bringing this stuff to light is a very important first step to doing something about this, okay? So let's see where this leads. Let's see where the rest of the Republicans want to go with this. I'm going to throw a bottle at Dip and Dot because they're fighting behind me. Nope, that works a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> they love to fight. Like they are constantly going on and on and they don't care what I'm doing or whether I'm trying to keep them separated and chilled out. I wish Andy would have taken one of them. Usually I give him one of them and then uh, Dip likes to sit on his desk with him while he's uh, while he's working. But unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to do that. So place your bets now as to what the Democrats are going to try to spin this as. Not a big deal. Not enough information. Need more, etc. I'm really curious because this is pretty, pretty severe. Greg says, let them fight. No, because Dip tends to rip Dot's hair out and I have little black hairs everywhere. And Dot likes to try to chew his, chew his ear off. And I'm just not interested in dealing with any kind of pet, pet caused pet injuries. Not into that. Um, oh, yeah, we can show this. This is something that the meme guy put up. He said the $20 million web house investigators have released new details of just how much money Hunter Biden made from foreign clients, most while his father was vice president. China, $8 million. Russia, 3.5. Oh my gosh. Romania, interesting. Ukraine, definitely. Kazakhstan, less money. Um, Andy says, not my Andy, another Andy. Biden is a scapegoat. All the sins of the left will be heaped on him and he will be sent to the desert. And their cloaks will be clean as snow. Yes, I'm starting to think that that is definitely likely to be the case. And I think that this is just one more reason that the Democrats are going to try to run a different candidate. I personally think it will be Gavin Newsom. But I would refer you to um, Josie the Redheaded Libertarian. Because she is much better with predictions than I am. She's the one who predicted Kamala Harris, I think, before that all went down. But yeah, so... Really curious what happens with this. I'm really curious what the rhetoric's going to be. I always like to try to guess how they're going to try to spin it. And I'm never quite spot on. Andy's in the chat. There we go. Hi, dear. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting either way. But that's not all Hunter Biden has been up to. Let's see this one. <laughs> well, let's read this New York Post encapsulation of what went down. Comey summary. Hunter Biden received $260,000 from Beijing during his ad campaign with Joe's address on the wire. Yes, for sure. Michelle Obama and Newsom. Oh, maybe so. That would be an interesting ticket. Oh, you're right. You know what? Earlier today, Andy was like, I think they're going to try to run, you know, a black woman. I said, I don't think that Michelle Obama is going to be the one. And I can't think of another one right off the top of my head, except maybe Stacey Abrams. Although we all know she is currently the governor of Georgia. Um, but Maybe it will be something like Michelle Obama plus someone else, like what they did with Joe Biden, where they're like, OK, we have a white guy. Now we need an African-American lady. But we'll see. Uh, first on Hunter Biden received two wire transfers from Chinese nationals. Right. We read that. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Bank records don't lie. We already know this. OK, this is kind of a summary of what we just already read. Let's see if there's any more um, context they can give us. The first payment of $10,000 came from a person identified as Ms. Wang, Wang Zin 
on July 26, 2019. The second took place about a week later on August 2nd, 2019 for $250,000 from Li Zhang Shang, who goes by Jonathan Lee. Right, that's the guy who, um, that's the guy who, uh, um, Biden had coffee with and wrote that letter of recommendation for. Yeah, okay, so this we already covered. And here's the Biden's house there in Delaware. It's a super nice house. This is the house where the, um, documents were discovered in the garage where the fancy Corvette is also kept. Dot is rolling around on the carpet. She loves to do this thing where she just rolls and rolls. And I'm like, whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't understand. I understand cat behavior a little bit, but I understand dog behavior very, very little. They're very, very funny creatures. All right. What else is Hunter up to? Let's read this one. I have no idea if we're going to make it for a full hour tonight. I think probably not. I'm not feeling up to it. Let's see how far we can go. Hunter Biden sues Rudy Giuliani over laptop, accuses ex-Trump lawyer of, quote, hacking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Biden alleges Giuliani is responsible for the total annihilation of his digital privacy and claims there was no laptop. What? There was no laptop. This is an interesting take, right? We literally know there was a laptop. Okay. There's a laptop left at a repair shop in Delaware that Hunter Biden, ostensibly or whoever the owner was, never went back to pick up. And we're just never going to talk about that again. And now we're going to pretend that there was never a laptop in the first place. So let's read what his case is. On Tuesday, Hunter Biden filed a lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani, alleging the former President Trump lawyer violated his privacy rights by illegally disseminating content from Biden's infamous laptop. The complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Center, Central District of California, but this didn't take place in California. I'm Again, I'm no lawyer, so I have no idea how this stuff usually takes place, but isn't this firmly centered around Delaware or, you know, at least Washington, D.C., where President Biden is? I, I don't really know how they do this. Um, and I know that Hunter actually has a residence down here in Florida, so I don't think that that's really, really here nor there in literal terms. The complaint filed, okay, uh, states Giuliani is primarily responsible for the total annihilation of Biden's digital privacy. Also names Robert Costello, a former federal prosecutor who pre previously represented Giuliani as a defendant, Fox News has confirmed. Excuse me. For the past many months and even years, defendants have dedicated an extraordinary amount of time and energy toward looking for hacking into tampering with manipulating, copying, disseminating, and generally obsessing over data. Again, not a lawyer, not sure that obsessing over data is a criminal offense, but I digress. That they were given that was taken or stolen from plaintiff's devices or storage platforms including what defendants claim to have obtained from plaintiff's alleged laptop computer. Biden attorneys wrote in the complaint claiming that the data wasn't even from a laptop, but from an external drive. Okay, there it is. The contents of this external drive include pictures, videos, emails, and other data that since their initial publication by the New York Post in 2020, if you'll recall, this is what the New York Post got locked out of Twitter for, for I think over a year because they refused to take them down, which is good for them, honestly, have placed Biden in legal jeopardy and caused political problems for his father, President Biden. So they put him in legal jeopardy because they're his, right? They put him in, they got him into trouble and his dad in trouble because Hunter Biden was doing illegal things and he scrupulously <laughs> kept record of it. I don't know if you guys recall that meme that Elon Musk posted about, 
you know, he's wearing like a, a a hat that's just covered with cameras and he's holding something. He's holding his hand up in front of his face. And, and, and the caption is every time Hunter Biden goes to smoke some crack, <laughs> which I think is fantastic because that's exactly what he did. He recorded everything. He wrote emails about it. He took pictures of it. He took videos of it. He's taken videos. I think he took videos of himself measuring out crack cocaine on a scale in a hotel room. Absolutely wild stuff. Giuliani and Costello have openly acknowledged that they obtained copies of files from a hard drive device that Biden allegedly left at a Delaware computer repair store in 2019. Giuliani provided that information to the Post in October 2020, which published a story based on Hunter Biden's emails that implicated President Biden in the business deal with Ukrainian company that had hired Hunter on its board. Hunter Biden was previously refused to admit ownership of the laptop. I'm not surprised he's now falsely claiming his laptop hard drive was manipulated by Mayor Giuliani, considering the sordid material and potential evidence of crimes on that thing, said Ted Goodman, a Giuliani advisor. Yeah, entirely correct. House Republicans have launched an impeachment inquiry into President Biden based on claims that he used his position, then as vice president, to deter Ukrainian prosecutors from investigating the company that his son worked for, if you guys recall Burisma, and uh, Biden's speech in, I think it was 2018, where he said, I said there would be no more aid unless the guy got fired, son of a gun, guy got fired. GOP lawmakers further allege, it turns out that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to scrupulously documenting your actions, legal or otherwise. We can see it with Joe saying that he got this guy fired by threatening to withhold aid, which ironic as hell, this is exactly what they tried to get Trump over on the, over the course of that second impeachment, if you will recall. Hunter Biden also scrupulously recorded every illegal thing that he did as well, which is very helpful considering that now he's in dire legal straits. Oh, let's see. Then the vice president to deter Ukrainian prosecutor from investigating the company his son worked for. Based on their follow-up investigations that the president was involved in several business deals arranged by his son, Hunter. Yes, we know this. Hello, Frog Club. Welcome in. The president has repeatedly denied any involvement in his son's business dealings. Yeah, that's right. They were never, first of all, Joe didn't know anything about Hunter's business, right? Nothing at all. And then they weren't in business together. And it subtly changed over the course of weeks and months. And we know exactly why. Hunter Biden's attorneys previously issued a cease and desist letter to Giuliani and others who obtained and disseminated the laptop's contents. The lawsuit seeks a court order to prevent Giuliani and others from accessing, tampering with, manipulating, or copying Biden's data and having them return the device slash hard drive to Biden along with any backup files, cloud files, or copies of the same data. We'll see if this goes through. Attorneys for Hunter Biden did not respond to requests for comment. The, laws filed, the lawsuit filed Tuesday is the latest effort from Biden and his lawyers to hit back after leaks of the information catapulted his sordid private life into the front page of many conservative media outlets, and with good reason. Earlier this month, the president's son sued former President Trump aide Garrett Ziegler, alleging that Ziegler and his company spread tens of thousands of emails, thousands of photos, and dozens of videos and recordings that were considered pornographic from the device. Oh my, pornography. Now it's time for them to clutch their pearls and act like pornography is bad, according to them. We know it's not. Give me a break. They're such jokes. In March, Biden initiated a countersuit, asserting, 
asserting that the Wilmington, Delaware computer repair shop owner, John Paul McIsaac, had unlawfully disseminated Biden's personal information and leveled six invasion of privacy charges against him. McIsaac first filed a lawsuit against the president's son, as well as CNN, Politico, and Representative Adam Schiff in October 2022 for defamation. And it should be easier for him because he is a more private citizen than Hunter Biden. According to Mac Isaac, Biden did not return for the laptop within three months of dropping it off, and he could not be reached. He then alerted the FBI after seeing emails illustrating information about then-Vice President Joe Biden's purported foreign business dealings and videos of Biden taking drugs and performing adult activities with prostitutes. I believe some of them were underage as well, although I'm not sure about that. Before federal agents picked up the device, Mac Isaac made a copy of its hard drive and gave it to Giuliani the following year. Biden was expected to plead guilty in July to two misdemeanor tax counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time in a felony gun charge. Instead, he pleaded not guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and one felony gun charge last month. If you guys recall that insane um, thing they put together, the plea deal they put together that the judge looked at and was like, are you guys crazy? Apparently they were. She kicked him out of court, basically, and said, come back when you have something real. But we will see what happens with that. Hello, Jenna Fest. Welcome in as well. Sorenko says, too bad this came out last election cycle because they could have claimed it was all AI generated now. That's a good point. That is for sure the case. All right, you guys, we're going to hop over to the next thing. Team Biden. (laughs) Speaking of the Bidens doing great, Team Biden focuses on fall prevention as age concerns grow ahead of 2024. President Joe Biden's staff is focused on preventing any falls going into 2024 as age becomes a serious criticism of the 80-year-old president. It's not just that he's 80, it's that he's in horrible shape. I have known and taken care of 80-year-old people who were great. They were sharp as tacks. They were still spitfires and nothing like Joe Biden. Not even a bit of dementia and no chances of falling. Although your chances of falling as you get older do increase pretty exponentially. The 2024 campaign season is ramping up. Voters are increasingly sounding the alarm over the ages of both Biden and his likely Republican competitor. Poor President Donald Trump. Former President Donald Trump. Trump is just three years younger than Biden at 77. That's something that I keep harping on too. 77 is actually the life expectancy of a male in the U.S. And Trump is at that point. And every time I talk about the future, I say, you know what? I would really like someone in office who actually cares about the future, either because they have young children that they care about, going forward or because they themselves are relatively young and care about living into the future more than four or five or ten years. Um, and I don't see either of the candidates in 2024 caring very much about what happens after they're out of office because they'll basically be dead. And the average life expectancy has been exceeded by Biden and has been reached by Trump. However, Biden's advanced age is significantly more concerning to voters, according to a recent poll. As a result, Biden's team is taking extreme precautions to avoid another public fall, which could affect his re-election chances. Since falling earlier this summer during a live-streaming event, Biden has been outfitted with sneakers more often, according to Axios. The president has also been entering Air Force One on a lower deck than he did previously in order to use shorter stairs. You know what's really funny is that I actually saw 
video of him today descending those shorter stairs. And guess what he did on the bottom stair? He slipped and he almost fell again. And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him from falling. And it looks so bad. So bad. I don't know. Larry says no more boomers or older. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think it's time to consider people who really have a strong link to what happens in the future. Completely agree. While new precautions are being taken, this is something that has been on his team's radar since he entered office. He reportedly has been doing balance improving exercises with a physical therapist since November 2021, the first year of his presidency. So over the course of doing this work with his physical therapist over the course of the last two years, nothing has improved. Although I suppose his falls might have been even worse had he not been taking those exercises. In a statement, White House spokesman Andrew Bates said the message, these measures aren't new. It was proactively and transparently disclosed in a 2021 report from the president's doctor and again this year, he said. This article fits an unfortunate pattern of media attempts to sensationalize something that has long been public rather than covering the president's very real achievements for hardworking Americans. You just sound like a politician, bro. No one wants to hear what you have to say. In a recent Associate Press NORC poll, 77% say, said Biden was too old to serve another term as president effectively. At the end of the second term, Biden would be 86 years old. Additionally, more than half of respondents said the same about Trump. However, the sentiment is held significantly more so about Biden despite relatively small age differences. Yes, Trump does appear to be handling his advanced age much better than Joe Biden, for sure. In June, Biden fell on stage during the Air Force Academy's commencement ceremony. The moment was quickly spread across the internet, providing for a few undesirable campaign optic. Yeah. His team quickly said he's fine. There was a sandbag on stage while he was while he was shaking hands. Even though his staff had an explanation for the fall, the video and photographs were already out there. Understanding the event's optics and any implication from similar events, his team is working over time to avoid a fall. In particular, it reportedly it is reportedly worried about a fall close to 2024 contest, which could weigh heavily on voters' minds. Yes, this is an unfortunate thing that they have to deal with. But again, I am looking at this situation with Joe Biden and I'm looking at the situation with Kamala Harris and I just can't help thinking that this tough position they find themselves in is could not be happening to nicer people because this is exactly what they signed up for. They chose Joe Biden because they thought that he was a shoe in against Trump because he was relatively inoffensive, older white guy. They chose Kamala Harris literally because of the color of his skin and her gender, and man, honestly, they deserve it because now there's no way they can bring her in instead of Biden. Absolutely no way. She's the most unpopular vice president I think we've ever had, and it would surprise no one if they were incredibly reticent to run her. And I honestly do. I, I'm, I'm forced to agree that probably something like Newsom Obama, Michelle, um, is much more likely than um, Biden-Harris again. But again, we'll see what happens. We don't even know who's going to be running in 2024 on either side of the aisle. So Robert says, just stopping by to congratulate you. I heard you're pregnant. So if that's true, congratulations. And I will pray for a safe delivery, healthy baby, and strong marriage to raise it. Absolutely. Thank you, Robert. That is true. And we're actually only a couple weeks out. I am scheduled to be induced on October 10th. So we're counting the days and we are down to the wire. Just a few things left to do. We should be good to go. Oh, I got to put the baby clothes in the dryer. 
I always forget clothes in the washer need to go into the dryer. I can do the first part and then somewhere along the line, completely forget about moving them over to the dryer. I feel like this is very common. So Biden teams don't let him trip mission. President Biden and his campaign are working on a critical project to his reelection bid. Make sure he doesn't trip. This is so embarrassing. I cannot believe that this is the leader of the free world. I can't believe we're in this situation. This is insane to me. As voters express deep concerns about the 80-year-old president's age and fitness for office, his team is taking extra steps to prevent him from stumbling in public, as he did in June when he tripped over sandbags on the air at the Air Force Academy. With a physical therapist, he's been doing exercises, blah, blah, blah. So this is basically like a breakdown of what they told us in the Washington Examiner there, which is fine. Um, I think that, again, couldn't have happened to nicer people. But I do think that if they can talk him out of running it again, they will. Because this is just too much of an insane liability for them. And I, I, I don't think that they're willing to take the chance, especially not with Trump back on the horizon. Possibility. Hello, Texas Rangers. Tiff and Dot are chilling now. They decided to stop fighting after I threw something at them. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to break them up, man. Just got to break it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this next story is great and you guys are really going to enjoy it. Again, we're only going to go as long as I can. And wokeness tweets. 94% of new corporate jobs went to people of color in the post Floyd era. That means 60% of the U.S. population got just 6% of new corporation jobs. Whites need not apply. So look at these headlines. Corporate America promised to hire a lot more people of color. It actually did. The year after Black Lives Matter protests, the S&P 100 added more than 300,000 jobs. 94% went to people of color. Yeah, the overall job growth included... 20,524 white workers on the other and the other 302,570 or 94% of the headcount increase went to people of color. And I have to be honest, looking at the state of the world, this is not positive. In fact, I commented. So this explains gesturing to everything this. And then I added at risk of sounding racist. And I got to be honest, you can only look at the world and be like, oh, okay, so that explains how wonderfully everything is running right now. So I would put this on par with hiring Kamala Harris to be your vice president, right? Putting people into positions based on the color of their skin. I cannot believe this needs to be said and then reiterated and then apparently reiterated again, but that's not a good idea. Very, very shallow. It's a little bit like this new dating game that they're putting on, this new dating show they have, where instead of like getting to know the person and doing any of that old silly stuff, you literally see your date naked first and you frankly analyze every single part of their body and then you're like, yes, this is the person I want to go out with. No, it's not. That's not the criteria you use to pick your partner. Just like the color of the skin is not the is not the criteria that the, that you use to pick the person you want in this position. Period. So let's look at the article itself and see if we get a little more context. I went through and found it. So let's scroll down here. Oh, it's like a stupid infographic thing. For a brief moment in 2020, much of the corporate America united around a common goal to address a stark racial imbalance in their workplaces. Mass protests sparked by the murder of George Floyd led to a flurry of company promises, both specific and vague, to hire and promote more black people and others from underrepresented groups. 
Uh, Serenko says Kentanji Brown Jackson too. Yeah, absolutely. Exclusive analysis by Bloomberg News shows how many of the biggest public companies did. This is a really annoying article format. Not a fan. <laughs> the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission requires companies with 100 or more employees to report their workforce demographics every year. Bloomberg obtained 2020 and 2021 data for 88 S&P 100 companies and calculated overall U.S. job growth at those firms. In total, they increased their U.S. workforce by 323,094 people in 2021, the first year after the BLM protests and the most recent year for which this data exists. So here they are breaking it down by skin color because, of course, that's the only thing that matters. The overall growth included 20,000 white workers and 302,000 workers of color. So our other races are 8%. So we have black, 23%, Hispanic, 40%, Asian, 22%, other races, 8%. Literally the smallest demographic that got any of these jobs was whites with 6%. People of color are made up of a minority of the U.S. population and in most cases are underrepresented at big U.S. companies. Are they underrepresented or are they represented up proportionate to their actual demographic influence? Because I think it might be the latter, actually. In 2021, Hispanics, Asians, and Blacks people made up a vast majority of the added workers, a trend that analysts say is necessary to overcome their historic underrepresentation. Tell me who these analysts are, because I personally don't think that this is necessary to overcome historic underrepresentation. And I want to know what exactly underrepresentation is, because if other races comprise just 8% of our population, and they're also comprising 8% of the hired people, uh, that is perfectly consistent with their demographic. And I have no issue with that. So here we go. Executives. <laughs> uh, interesting. Senior level managers. 1,100. 1,130 jobs went to white people. So it's the most went to white people. 278 went to Hispanic people. 462 went to black people. 766 went to Asians and 41% went to other races. So you could still make the case that they're discriminating against other people of other races at the highest possible levels. Managers, first and mid-level about 9,000 white, about 9.5 thousand Hispanic, 7.6 thousand black, and 11.6 thousand Asian, 2.4 thousand other races. So good to see that Asians are getting the representations that I personally truly believe they deserve because they are such hard workers and such dedicated employees. Professionals, 29,000 white, 15,000 Hispanic, 15,000 black, 41,000 Asian. Again, Asians overrepresented, and I don't think we're allowed to do that. And then 3.12 thousand other races. And then less senior roles, sales, laborers, service workers, and others. Um, yeah, 106,000 Hispanic, 50.8 thousand black, 19.2 thousand Asian, 19.4 thousand other races. The biggest shifts happened in least less senior job categories. White people held fewer of those roles in 2021 than they did in 2020, whereas thousands of people of color were added to the ranks. But the trend continued up the job ladder in top high-paid jobs, too. Companies increased their racial diversity among executives, managers, and professionals. 
This is interesting. This breakdown is kind of interesting. White people still held a, dispro- yep, a disproportionate share of the top highly paid jobs in the U.S. and S&P 100 companies. So there's still that complaint to be made. So, again, nothing will ever be good enough for these people. What are we going to do? But the share of executives, managerial, and professional roles held by pe- people of color increased by about 2% points. Two percentage points over 2020, more than double the average annual gains at big and mid-sized U.S. companies in previous years. So basically, they're literally just talking about glorified affirmative action, and they're touting it as a positive thing. I personally do not think that affirmative action is a good thing. We'll see how these companies do down the road. I'm really curious how this is working out for them, because if it's working out like it did with Kamala Harris... Uh, I don't think that's a positive. They might. They might think it's worth it to have these people of diverse backgrounds um, to cover this stuff for them, but it's not going to help their bottom line at the end of the day. And I feel like they know that, but what are you going to do? Let's see what their conclusion is. But even such a big one-time gain and loss represents a relatively small slice of the full picture. The share of executive, managerial, and professional roles held by people of color increased by about 2 percentage points compared to 2020. That still leaves most companies in our data set lopsided with white people holding a disproportionate share of high-paying jobs at these S&P 100 companies. So again, at the end of the day, it's still not enough. You love to see it. Andy says, like and comment. Don't forget to like and comment. Kanye Ron says, I'm surprised experts didn't lump Asians and whites together like Harvard does. One of the interesting things about lumping people in with whites is that a lot of the time they do this with Hispanics, which actually was something that Tariq Nasheed was banking on after those two young minority men were accused and convicted of killing that poor guy on a bike. Um, He said, you know, these people are trying to race bait. They're trying to pretend these are black people involved. One of them was, one of them was a Hispanic. He referred to him as a quote, white Hispanic. And it's like, Yes, we know that this is how you twist statistics. You don't need to come right out and say it. Um, But you could accept the fact that 50% of the people who were behind this heinous crime were, in fact, African-American. And the other 50% were actual Hispanics. Oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton got her picture in the gallery. Hero says, the reason I said the Democrats are going to lose a lot is because they wouldn't be doing a lot of the things that they are doing if they thought they were going to win. Yes. So I sense a great deal of desperation when it comes to the Democrats. And it really has seemed to me for a long time that they don't feel that they have solid footing when it comes to 2024. Now, we'll see what happens. And I just keep repeating this. I keep like banging this drum because everybody wants to say, oh, this poll says this, this poll says this. First of all, as far as Trump supporters go, I was under the impression that we were not supposed to trust any poll. Well, apparently we're allowed to trust polls if they show Trump winning. That is such a silly standard to hold. Either we trust them and they're accurate or they're not and we don't. Pick one. But there are people in the Trump, on the Trump side of things, who are vitriolic and who are willing to tell lies and who strike me as leftist light. And it's just disturbing to me. But I don't think most of them are like that. I just think those are the squeaky wheels that are inevitably going to get the grease. But you know, what are you going to do? As I keep saying, we're over a year out from the 2024 election. We have no idea who even the candidates are going to be. I think that desperation from the Democrats comes from them knowing that they don't have someone good waiting in the wings. 
And I do include Michelle Obama in that. And I know that she's popular. I think that if Newsom goes up against Trump, Trump loses, which nobody wants to hear. I don't even want to think about that. Because if you think that Joe Biden is bad when he has handlers, wait until you get Newsom in office. Newsom doesn't need handlers. He doesn't need careful corralling. He doesn't need fall prevention. He is a young agile man who's able to make all of these things that Joe Biden is doing happen faster and harder. Okay. And he will turn the entire U.S. into California probably within just a year or two and will deserve it because we chose someone who couldn't beat him. We need to choose someone who can beat not just Biden, but Newsom. And I don't think that's a high standard to have because you should just be able to point to California. Just like you should be able to just point to Biden and say, look at this ridiculous economy. This is total nonsense. This is why you should vote for the Republican. We can't even do that for some reason. Just in the exact same way, you should be able to say, look at California. This is insane. They have homeless people everywhere. They are, their people are fleeing. If you put Newsom in charge of the country, people will be fleeing the country, including the businesses that employ a lot of people. This is something that you should take into account when you're thinking about your presidential candidate. But for whatever reason, we're still leaning toward the guy who galvanizes people to get out and vote against him. I wish that we weren't doing that. I wish we had better options. Man, I don't know. Really frustrating. But again, as I said before, I've been pounding the same drum. It's just too early to tell. And I could be wrong about Newsom altogether. Maybe they will run Michelle Obama. They might just try to do Biden again, too. But I'm getting nervous for them as far as he goes, because I don't think he's going to make it. But let's see what you guys think. (laughs) Got to drill down on the polls methodology methodology because they may underrepresent conservatives, etc. Says Kanye Ron. This has always been the case, right? This has always been the case. And they aren't changing the way they do polls. Um, So there's no reason to trust them more or less than we did, right? If they're using the exact same strategy as they did, then it doesn't really make a a great deal of difference whether you trust them or not, if they're just the same as they have been. But it's true. You do need to analyze how they're done. Hero says, oh, don't worry. Newsom isn't going to win because of how he is with California. All I have to do is bring a lot of things in California up and he will lose. Yes and no, because Newsom is a very skilled politician. I mean, very skilled. Um, And Michael Knowles was saying today that the way he speaks reminded him of how Bill Clinton used to speak. And that troubles me, too, because I don't know if you guys recall, but Bill Clinton was successful in his attempt to run for president. Um, So that concerns me a little bit, too. But we'll see. I don't really believe that I actually I don't really believe that Newsom will lose everything. And that as far as Michelle Obama is concerned, it's like I said, she has a personality of Hillary Clinton. No, no. People really, really like Michelle Obama. At least they certainly did when she was first lady. And we've just had the vice president from that administration run and win. So I wouldn't be surprised if she ran and won too. It would be hard to get Newsom in. His record is bad, bad, but they will push him 100%. He appears to be pushing himself. And I will refer you to the fact that he chose to veto that bill about allowing judges to use transgender ideology against divorcing parents. Subliteral said is less about a good candidate, more about monitoring the vote gathering and counting process for corruption. Or are we forgetting the last election? Are we? I'm not. I remember the last election. And I remember that Donald Trump galvanized people to vote against him. 
I am also aware that Democrats spent a great deal of 2020 pushing for pandemic reforms allowed. This is so ironic to me, and no one seems to appreciate this. Donald Trump promoted the policies that led to his downfall. Donald Trump promoted policies that allowed the Democrats to do what they did with mail-in voting and a lot of this other sketchy stuff. He was against camp reopening. He was against a lot of these governors reopening. He was pushing all of this stuff and he turned the country over to Fauci and surprise, surprise, they used that opportunity against him to beat him. So not only was he galvanizing people to vote against him and for Biden, he was also giving them the tools they needed to defeat him. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. We're certainly not going to have another pandemic shutdown like we did. So there will be less of an opportunity of that stuff happening. And at least in Florida, they are taking actual steps to make sure that there is no vote tampering in 2024. Like they're already thinking about this as every single state should be, as certainly every Republican governor should be for sure. But I wouldn't expect every state to be like Florida at this point. We will have to see what happens. I remain a little bit black-pilled about 2024. I'm familiar with the arguments about the 2020 election. I'm familiar with all of that stuff, but I will tell you at the end of the day that it was made possible by the policies that were put in place by the man that Donald Trump gave a medal to the day before he left office. That is Anthony Fauci. So I'll wrap it here, you guys. I'm exhausted. I hope that... I think that our last show is going to be Friday... Let's see here. I gotta look at my calendar here. Keep everything in my calendar. Outsourcing my brain. Okay. Okay. It'll be um, Friday, October 6th. That'll be our last day of the show. And then after that, who knows? I don't really want to let my YouTube channel go down the drain, but we'll see what we can figure out as far as that goes. I do love hanging out with you guys and talking to you. Um, I can't believe that with everything Biden is doing, from gas prices to the folks crossing the Rio Grande in South Texas, he's literally destroying the country and the American people. Yeah, I can't believe it either, but here we are. And as we read in our polling yesterday from Democrats, they really do think that some Americans actually do have too much freedom. And they really do think that the government should have more control over what people do and say. So troubling times. All right. Good night, Jared. Good night, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining me. Make sure you join us back again tomorrow. Like, share, subscribe. Um, make sure all your friends know and can join us down the road. All right. You guys, as we say over here, stay safe, stay well, stay out of Target. Till next time.